From VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. Did we still have some more drum beat or some guitar strumming? <laughs> That's okay. Well, good morning and welcome to JP, Kathy, and the crew. Super excited you have joined us today. Um, oh my goodness, lots today and uh, barely have an hour to get get it all in, but uh, we're going to do it. We've got, um, usually we have Dr. Uh, Ask Dr. Be Good of the Ask Dr. Be Good show, all things public education on first, but instead we've got Senator Angela Paxton with the Senate Minute coming on, oh my goodness, uh, just, oh, sorry, baby Yoda, Uh, just in a few minutes, she um, has a Senate Education Committee hearing at 8.30, so um, we're switching the schedule around. As you know, it is um, very close to signing die, the end of the uh, Texas legislative session. Tons left to do, and I'm very excited to get an update live from the Capitol in Austin from Senator Paxton and hear what she has to say. So we'll let you know as soon as she's in the waiting room and ready to go. And then um, uh, Dr. Rebecca Good, who, my goodness, has been a regular on our show and now has her own show, um, her, has had her own show for a couple of years now, um, uh, will be on. And, of course, she is everything education. So if you want to know what is going on in the world of public education, um, in the charter school world, in just education in general, which there's been a lot of discussion, and I know there's been a lot of concerns this session with um, with the um, uh, with COVID, with the pandemic, and just all of the fallout from that. Um, you know, will we be going back to school in the fall with masks? socially distancing, but everybody's back in school on campus unless there's an extenuating circumstance five days a week. Um, That is to be determined. So, um, and I know people have very strong feelings about that one way or the other. So we're we're just going to be getting all kinds of updates on that. And then JP's going to be joining us. Um, He's remote this morning and uh, he and I just have a plethora of things to talk about, including um, a shameless plug uh, again for my son's fundraiser. He is within a little less than $2,000 of meeting his almost $9,000 goal. He has been fundraising like nobody's business. Oh, there's JP. What? Are you in space? Is he in space? (laughs) I I can't hear him yet. (laughs) He's a mess. Anyway, so we're going to be at... um, uh, asking for you to help us share the crew to help to help us share my um, son's uh, GoFundMe page and get him across the finish line so we can get this boy to Berkeley in Boston for five weeks. Oh my goodness! The reality if that's when that sits in, that's going to be a day. Can we hear JP yet? And this is another thing. And JP, I don't know if you can hear me yet, but. Like on one of our Friday fun day shows, we need to talk about people's choices of Zoom backgrounds and what that means about your personality. <laughs> and we're trying to get sound. I know Shambria had some an issue with sound with Dr. Clothier. Hmm. Do we want him to come back out and come back in or? Hmm. Uh, JP, can you leave and come back, kind sir? I just see. I don't know if he can hear me. So let's see. Let, yeah, let's get this worked out before we get Senator Paxton on. Uh, da, 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 da. Can you leave and come back in? We are, we need to find out what the deal is with the audio. All righty. And I promise I did not touch it the other day. Everybody's going to say, Kathy, you probably operated the board. Nope, that was not me. (laughs) It's what now? Oh, it's a Zoom issue. Okay, so we're getting Zoom back up. So anyways, um, uh, as we wait for folks to come in, um, hop on our um, feed and tell us, oh, good morning. Let's see, we've got Michelle and Fred and my dad. Good morning. Um, so uh, 
yeah, hop on and let us know. He said, just try. Uh, he could hear me. And his sound was on. So I think he's trying again. So I'm going to say try, um, try entering, entering again. All right. Okay. Um, so in the meantime, any questions for um, uh, and Senator Paxton when she calls in? I know this is the end of session. Even if you think of questions and it's not the day she's on, get those to us. We can get those over to her, and and she will get those answered for you. She's really good about that. Her staff is phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, so um, anyways, um, uh, good morning, Dr. Good. Um, just thank you so much uh, for in advance asking questions about the session. Doesn't have to be about education, just because she's you know on the education committee. She serves in a leadership capacity in another uh, many other uh, 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 committees and um, has her fingers in everything. So we definitely want to get information for her. Does anybody have any questions? We've got. Oh, good morning, hello, Ann hello. Guzman. Oh, now I can hear you. What did we do so we can hear now? Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you now. Hello. Can you hear us? I'm in space. I know. So. I'm, well, yeah, I, I've been able to hear you the whole time. Right. And my speaker was unmuted. And I'm a pretty good Zoomer. But no, I'm Zoom, good Zoom crashed. Space. Zoom crashed. Zoom, Zoom crash. Ah. Yeah, good times. You know, it was so funny. While we're waiting for Senator Paxton to come on, and do we have JP on the screen so everybody can see him in space? I think that's a funny background. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I didn't even know I had a background. How does that grab you? Okay, see, because that was my question. You know, people do specific Zoom um, backgrounds, and I find it interesting. There you are. I find it interesting the different Zoom backgrounds people choose. Um, it's interesting, like being on um, this past year, tons and tons and tons of um, of political Zoom meetings. Everybody's got you know the Constitution or American flags or you know the Oval Office or something like that. Um, so I think it's funny because some people do right. um, like James Bond backgrounds and things like that. So you didn't even choose space. No, Lauriston, good morning. How did it? How did that work? It just popped I don't know, up. It chose me. Huh. I guess so. I guess it just said you look like a space guy. <laughs> We're gonna put you above the earth. <laughs> there you go. You good times. Think of. Good times. So do we? Do we have Senator Paxton, or do we have a minute? We've got a minute until she comes on. As soon as she comes on, um, we we will interrupt ourselves and put her on. So. Oh, she just popped in. Well, oh, excellent. She just popped in. So uh, while she's come, while she's getting okay. on. Oh, she said she's in. Uh, you got her. Okay, perfect. All right, there we go. So JP, hold that Good thought. Morning. Good morning, Senator. Good morning. How are you? Well, I am. I'm doing well. Um, I I want to apologize in advance. Um, if I sneeze in the middle of this. The allergies have really swooped down upon me here. You, Austin, you so. sound very sinusy, and you are in Austin, Texas, so go figure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, how's everything this morning? Uh, going well. You tell us. I mean, you guys are, uh, This these are like, you know, some of these are 20-hour work days you've got going on right now. So I know you're getting ready to go to an education committee meeting um, here in a few minutes. What What's happening now? We're rapidly approaching signing die. So what's going on right now? Yes. So I've got... Um, Higher ed this morning, uh, we'll be hearing bills and voting. I've got uh, Health and Human Services a little bit after that. Um, I'll be laying out some bills there. So part of what we're doing right now is uh, we're laying out a lot of house bills. So um, I'm sponsoring house bills for um, many times um, our delegation, that, um, and they do the same for me over in uh, the house. A lot of times you try to find someone who is actually on the committee to lay out the bill. Right. Um, it simplifies and streamlines the process a little bit. And, um, and then um, we've got session this morning at 11. Then I'll, I'll have a local government um, meeting again um, this afternoon. And we'll be hearing more bills and voting bills out. 
I've got a, a meeting with uh, TEA this afternoon about some dyslexia legislation. Oh, okay. And I'm trying to get that, get that bill in good shape. And then um, something that's super exciting this morning uh, is that the governor is going to be signing the heartbeat bill at 915. Yes, it, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Tell us about that. Congratulations. Yes. Hey, John. John, you're in outer space. That's so cool. <laughs> I, I know, and I didn't even choose it. I didn't like that. And it, it kind of looks like there's wings behind you. Or, or, are you <laughs> I don't know. Um, but no, it's, it's very exciting. And uh, I was a joint author on that bill, um, along with many of our, uh, you know, many of my colleagues. So we'll all be in there uh, doing that. I did want to tell you about something that's unique happening today is, um, and, and Kathy, you're, um, you've been part of this initiative with me uh, called 100 Women yes. with Angela Paxton. And um, there are a handful of those ladies that are actually coming to Austin today. I and love it. For me today. And uh, they'll be going to committees. They'll be going to the floor. Um, they'll get to participate in some of those things. And, um, and then we'll kind of debrief in between about what's going on. But just to kind of give us kind of a backstage pass to what happens in the legislature at this time of day or time of year. We heard 51 bills yesterday in Ooh. business and commerce. Wow. And, um, I think I, I had eight, seven or eight that were laid out uh, that, that I was carrying. Um, I also laid out three bills in criminal justice um, that are with regards to um, criminal um, the Victims of Sexual um, Assault Task Force um, regarding the processing of rape kits and, and that kind of thing. And so um, anyway, a very interesting bill that I'm partnering with um, Senator, uh, Representative Shaheen on um, from a constituent who was a victim of sexual assault and was horrified to learn um, after she'd gone through everything in the legal process that her perpetrator was actually in a pen pal program um, through the prisons um, and victimizing other uh, women. You are kidding me. You are yeah. so absolutely anyway, kidding me. Wow. Mm. So these are the kinds of things that, you know, I would never imagine. It's because someone has an experience with something that it's like, hey, there's a gap in our system because there's already – uh, there's already uh, legislation in place and, and rulemaking in place to prohibit uh, sex offenders who are incarcerated from participating in like online types of things, but there wasn't for this. So anyway, uh, we heard that and, it, and they passed it out right away in a criminal justice yesterday. So anyway, lots and lots of different things. And, you know, that's a bill, for example, that, it's not on the Republican Party of Texas priority list. It didn't get a low bill number. But to that woman, um, it is an incredibly high priority. And it will help other um, people not become victims of sexual assault. Absolutely. So, um, there's all kinds of stuff that we're, we're up to, and it's all over the place. But, but, yeah, we are in the last 10, well, I say 10 weekdays, really. But we're in the, in the last two weeks. Of, right. the, of the session. It's moving very fast. Very quickly. Well, JP, I know you've got some questions. Well, I just wanted to go over what we had last week in regards to immigration. Were you able to come back with any research on that and how things are going and what Texas is going to do? You know, um, the problem that we have, uh, as we kind of talked about last week, is that the it is the federal government's purview to protect the border. Um, I mentioned, I think, last week um, that my husband had been up in D.C., and I misstated something. I, I think I said that he was at the White—he had, had been driving around the White House, and that was since then. It was actually the Capitol that he was talking about. Right. You know, we've got, we've got a fence around our, our, na our nation's mm. capital, but not around our nation. And so, you know, the, the, sadly, the, the current administration— is ignoring the practical and daily influx of people that um, have, I mean, they're not, they walk across, many of these people walk across and just turn themselves into a border agent, not, not 
because they think they're going to get processed. Obviously, they know they don't have time to process it. Um, and, and then a few weeks back, I mentioned about my trip down to the border. At one of these uh, youth um, camps, I guess I'll call them, uh, they said they, they get 700 new kids every day. That's young men. That's not boys and girls. That's just the boys. And mm. so um, they keep them there. As, you know, for 10 days or so, they're trying to kind of quarantine them and make sure they don't have COVID. Right. Um, but they don't come across with immunization records either. So right. um, we don't know what what's coming across our border. We do know that um, just recently, I, I know Border Patrol told me they'd identified 51 different uh, countries um, that folks were coming from. So it's not just Central America. It is, hey, everyone, the door is open on the border of Texas. Here's your way in. Right. You know, interestingly enough, I was visiting with a district judge out of Odessa County, or out of Odessa, out of Vector County, and he said that, so we've got them in hotels in Vector County, taking up space that our men and women that are working in the oil field no longer have access to. Uh, the government's come in and bought those rooms. And what he was saying is, is that these people are committing crimes because they're not confined to their hotel room. And they're walking in and basically three days later, walking out of the back of the jail to go back. Um, do we see Texas being able to clamp down on that and being able to actually do something when these folks commit crime? You know, if they commit a state crime, they can be arrested. So, um, but just crossing the border is not a state crime, right? And so the sad thing there is you have to wait for these people to commit a crime. You have to, you have to catch them um, committing a crime. And then you have to process them. And so, it, you know, the, the sad thing is when you have to wait for the bad thing to happen. You can't prevent the bad thing from happening. And, um, you know, we're, we are very concerned about uh, many of these young men uh, being um, taken into gangs, uh, things like that. I mean, I mean we, all, we all have kids. I mean, can you imagine um, just what happens when you let um, folks loose that don't have any um, – good, strong, I mean, parenting around them, right? I mean, this is a time when young people need lots of guidance. I mean, and even in a, I mean, if you want to think about it, to me, I'm thinking these, these kids are set up for a bad path, right? They're set up for a bad path. Um, we know that many people, many um, inner city youth, et cetera, get involved in crime because it's a way. It's, right, it's, a, it's a way of you know, it's, it's something, it's a, a non-job path to, you know, getting what you need to eat, finding a place to live, um, those sorts of things. Having community around you, um, and it, it's setting these kids up for a bad path. No one would, there's not, none of us would want our family members, our kids um, that are in our families to, um be engaged in, in this kind of treatment. And our country has arranged for this. Again, when, when the policy was stay in Mexico until you're processed, number one, we didn't have people running free and not knowing where they are. They're not going to show back up for their court dates. They're not going to show back up for their court dates. So, so they weren't yeah. over here already. But the other side... Um, is it was also a disincentive for so many people just to flood across. It managed the numbers. I think I told you guys, uh, I, was, I had a conversation with Van Taylor, and he said the cartels are literally advertising on television. Uh, um, and as you know, I mean, cartels aren't like a nice travel company that you send your kid along with or, or anyone else. And so I can only imagine what's happening, especially to these uh, young women, who are um, are being transported um, across the border? So, um, I, you know, I, I think we just we need to be speaking up. Um, I think I, I mentioned a, a 
bill by Senator Hall that was to create the opportunity for us to have interstate compacts with other states that are along the border to um, address these things. But, you know, we do still know that they, uh, on the border, that the, um, at least uh, one of those uh, locations that I, I've talked to a number of elected officials that they can't get in there. And that in and of itself is a big red flag. Absolutely. So, Senator, we know that you've got to get to an education committee meeting. Um, cannot thank you enough for joining us and taking the time out, especially these last 10 days, because we know it's just a mad dash down there in these last 10 days. Well, it is. I, I so enjoyed doing this. We've got one more Wednesday, and uh, I'd love to connect with you guys next Wednesday. It'll be, we'll be in a different phase. I mean, you know, I think we had four or 500 house bills referred over um, just the other day. So, you know, that's the 31 of us are trying to get those things through committee as fast as we can so that they still, have, while there's still a little bit of daylight um, on these on these bills. So um, thank you for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. Uh, you know, when there is this huge, um, um, massive uh, bulk of uh, bills, then they're not all going to get hurt. It's just... It's just the reality of it. So pray. Um, I just asked for everyone's prayers for me, but I know the other members would appreciate it as well, the House and in the Senate, that we'd prioritize, that we'd be able to see and respond and move forward the things that are most important for Texans um, that will make the biggest difference. So thank you guys for what you guys do to make a difference. Well, we appreciate you so much, Senator. God bless you. Yeah, we are praying for you, and we will see you next Wednesday. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, Bye-bye. Senator. Good stuff. Good stuff. And we go from one great guest and one great member of the crew to another. We have um, doc, Dr. Rebecca Good of the Ask Dr. B. Good Show. So how are you this morning, doctor? I'm well, doctor. How are you, doctor? Oh, no. okay. No. <laughs> there she is. All right. All right. Bye, Senator. Good stuff, good stuff. And we go from one great guest and one great I member hear, of the crew to another. I think I can hear somebody's device. Yes, Dr. B. Good. You're on two devices. There, I was going to say, I and think so. <laughs> I love it. How are, you? How are you, Dr. Good? I'm fine. I was uh, sort of praying while uh, while Texan was on about making sure they do prioritize some of those bills. That's a heck of a lot of. Oh my goodness! Yes. Coming in and you know not all of them um, are, are well. There's one, and I'm just for a second, let me not talk education. There's one bill that <coughs> um, is trying to limit HOA house. You know the HOA is the, the Housing Organization Association, and they want to make committee members of an HOA personally liable um, so they can be sued. Well, then nobody's going to want to be on on, the, on an HOA to help keep a community exactly, you know, yeah. accountable. Yep. And so those are the kind of things that um, I hope the, the common sense prevails. <laughs> and speaking of common sense, you don't <laughs> feel about the government <laughs> about no masks after June 1st. Uh, okay, so yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. And um, what what was the exact um, wording on that? I, I I was taking care of a family member yesterday and did not get a chance to see um, a copy yet of um, so, what was passed down. Well, basically, um, the government buildings, including schools, uh, cannot mandate mask wearing anymore. Right. After right. And, and so, you know. Goodness gracious. Um, of course, Dr. Hinojosa from Dallas ISD right away put out that he hoped that his people in schools would use their common sense if they need to wear masks or not. And so, so that's a very polite way of saying we don't agree. Um, and so, you know, golly, it, it's hard to know. Because I just recently read that now research is showing that there was a little bit of a bump in COVID after kids went back, after they were allowed to go back to school face to face. 
Um, and that makes sense. Of course, there would be a little bit of a bump because you've got more, you know, germ carrying kids coming together with adults and, and all of that. But um, I, I wish that the, the schools did not feel like there's so much a political football, right? Um, and, and think about all of the drama that we've had around masks in the past year, because literally it's been a year and, and, you know, two months that we've had a back and forth on masks and um, the need to wear them, whether they protect us, they protect others, all of that. Um, and now, now we have this before even the school year is over. So we're not even allowed to finish the school year because many of us started in September. So that means we won't end the school year until I think we end June 9th and Dallas ends June 19th. So um, any disruption to a school environment, and JP, you know this, it's just tough. It just, it, it, luckily he waited till after star. So thank you, Governor. <laughs> he right. waited till after star to uh, make that edict. Um, gosh, I'll just be glad when summer gets here and we're, we're not uh, having to put in new, new things. So that's major, folks. That is. I mean, it, it took us a year to train people to and kids to wear their masks and to do it faithfully, and now, now this. So how do you all feel about that? Well, last night I was at the McKinney ISD board meeting, mm-hmm. and in there— uh, Oh, congratulations. Hey, congratulations, Chad Green, who you swore in. So, member of the crew. I was in Michigan. I know, but I but I had to I had to interrupt. I haven't had a chance to interrupt you in two days. <laughs> well, I may be in space, but I can reach you. Don't you think about that? Um, no, I was attending ISD board meeting last night to swear in uh, new board member Chad Green, and they had the twenty one twenty two student code of conduct up, and in the student code of conduct. They have made the official change from mandate to may wear a mask if they choose to. And that was emphasized by the board president uh, and by the board last night as well that it's may. Interestingly enough, I had gotten out of the car, grabbed my robe, was in my suit, walking in and went, oh, no, I forgot my mask. I went back and got my mask, walk in to find that nobody was wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> but me and i said i'm done with that mask off. you know again being double vaccinated i mean i'm still comfortable walking into that room uh, they didn't have some social distancing so it seems like some are embracing uh some are against that i guess my thing is this we've been so big on let's follow the science and not the politics um you got dr fauci now saying that Thank God the CDC released that because he can feel comfortable not wearing a mask in a room now that he was only doing it because he didn't want people to feel uncomfortable. Um, the CDC releasing the science that we can do this. Uh, and so my thing is, is that if we've been following the science the whole time and we should be following the science the whole time, guess what? Now that the masks have been said to no longer be mandatory, we need to follow the science. Now, if we've learned anything, though, in this past year, you, you know how we talk about fuzzy math? We've talked about fuzzy science for a year now. Oh, gotcha. That science has changed. It's gone to where, you know, the COVID would linger for days on a surface, and now it doesn't linger at all or lingers three seconds. Or You know, you, you just you have to wait for the next research report to, to know what to believe as far as that kind of science. So fuzzy science has been our friend this year. Well, and that's been my argument the whole time is that, you know, you've got these folks that are real regimented about following the science, but yet the science didn't agree with the science. You know, I've got, you've got experts out of Stanford University saying that they shouldn't have been hiding people from each other in California, that they should have been protecting the elderly and the infirmed and let everybody else go out there and pass it around and get it done with. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it, it's interesting how... Like you said, we've had fuzzy science, and when it doesn't when it doesn't work towards one group way, all of a sudden they change against the science, i.e., the te- national teachers union. Yeah, yeah. I, the whole thing is just in a head shaker. 
no words, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Well, you know, and, that, and, and, I, and I've always gone back to just real quick, because I, I know every, everybody obviously has their opinions on masks one way or the other. I don't think there's anybody who's neutral on this. Uh, you know, I think, again, I've always thought leave decisions about people's health up to the individuals. You know, if you're an individual who, uh, you know, for example, my mom still, she's, you know, in the middle of getting ready for cataract surgery. So we've been having, you know, you know at least one doctor's appointment a week, sometimes two, in preparation for her to get both of her eyes operated on because one's a very significant involved process, more so than most. And so I know just because my mom is a cancer survivor, she feels more comfortable going into all of these facilities with a mask on. Great. So, you know, um, whereas I'm, I'm the type that because of my asthma, because I don't like the masks, and when I'm trying to fill out forms and, and I've got my glasses on, I can't see, I'd rather pull it down. So I, I think, again, it's just, you know, I think individuals are smart. At the end of the day, you know, you're responsible. You know, if you've been vaccinated, if your family's been vaccinated, if you're hanging around, like the majority of the folks I hang around now, it's interesting, the ones I'm physically seeing in person on a regular basis, I'm actually um, quite surprised, especially since a number of them are conservative. And I know, JP, we didn't want to make this a political thing, but it is what it is. Um, the majority of the folks I know are like, oh, hey, you know, somebody will go to give me a hug now, which I'm like thrilled because we've been hug deprived for uh, hug deprived for a year. Um, and they're like, I'm vaccinated. It's good. I've had both shots. Now, I do have a lot of people who stopped after one shot because they heard there were going to be side effects from the second one. So I wonder how that's going to, you know, play out in the grand scheme of things, if it, people end up getting COVID or if that one shot may be just enough. Well, I think I heard um, that if you get one shot, it's like a 70, 75%. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, with the second. But... If, now, didn't we all buy into the science of it when we wear a mask, it protects others, right? Right. Yes. So, so if you're the only one wearing a mask in a room, then you can still catch COVID from. So there's this there's this counterintuitive belief that if I wear a mask, I'm going to protect myself, but in fact, that's not what the science says, right? I'm actually only protecting others. So. If nobody else is wearing a mask, there's no point in you wearing a mask unless you know you're sick. Yeah, and that's again, absolutely true. I mean, it's, yeah, that's why I think it come, ends up coming down to what makes people feel comfortable. And if you if if that wearing that mask, be it you feel like you're not going to get it, you're going to get it, whatever the case may be knock yourself out. I think we'll see people continuing to wear masks, not the majority. I don't, this is my prediction, Ten this and five cents will get you nothing. Um, I think you will see people continuing to wear masks, even when we're well past, when the majority of folks have been vaccinated, when we're well past any kind of mandates, federally, locally, statewide, whatever the case may be. I think you're still going to see people in masks just you know, for all times now, because it's become part of part of culture and part of a safety thing and a health thing for some folks. I, I hope that our, our new family and school narrative when it comes to sickness is if if we know that we have a common cold or we think we're coming down with something, whether COVID or flu, then we would wear a mask to protect others. But... Um, and we continue to use hand sanitizer and to wash our hands, you know, encourage yes. everyone to continue washing. Thank you. And socially distance. <laughs> you know, um, I think we've, we've made great inroads on the hand washing thing, even for males. I'm, at least I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep hoping. Yeah, keep, keep that hope alive. Homeboy <laughs> walks right out. I'm like, really, dude? Wash your nasty hands. I know. I still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> yeah, we learned way too much in some cases. Yes, we did. COVID. But, but, you know, the, 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 the sheer numbers, I'm a data person, and when I read that there were only 20, almost 2,300 cases of flu compared to 38 million the year before, all of this science works if we do it, if we wash our hands and stay socially distance and wear a mask when we think we're sick. Golly, we we can really, really, you know, make an inroads on on our own health and our family health. 
Well, I know that Dr. Clothier said they weren't tracking the flu uh, like they were before. And so is that a result of that, or do we just not get the flu as much? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I'll dig up the article and send it. You know what also is interesting? Unlike Texas, places like Virginia, uh, they don't people were not allowed out. Uh, their kids literally have been home for the full year. Um, whereas Ugh. here in Texas, we've been outgoing. So I also wonder how much of it is staying home, right, and not going out like states like Virginia. Uh, you know, California is clamped down super hard as well. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting. You know, just some, the pandemic has created so many variables. And uh, what I'm hoping we've learned is, is that we are very vulnerable and that maybe we need to make sure we protect ourselves domestically uh, from things that could uh, end up in our water system or our Mm. air, uh, you know, and and kind of behave ourselves and be aware. Well, from your lips to God's ear, um, my answer is we're going to go back to, you know, there's that tendency to default to the status down to the old status quo, right? And so as we get more comfortable not wearing masks and starting to hug people and so forth, that we will um, start seeing an increase in, again, the flu, common cold. I don't know COVID if we can get enough people vaccinated. So, you know, we really, we have to work at this new normal of socially distancing and sanitizing and wearing a mask when we feel sick. Well, it was kind of like the run on toilet paper. It's like, you people seriously didn't wipe your rear end beforehand? Oh, no. I'm too early for that. Too I mean, early. No, it's not. I mean, it, it, but we're talking about the same thing, though. I mean, all the things we've learned from the pandemic, oh, right? Yeah. We've been buying all this hand sanitizer, but have we been using it? Uh, we have all this washing soap for our hands, but do we use it? Nope. I, yeah, yeah, it, it's just, and the whole washing your hands thing, I, I wonder, is that a, a family thing? Because I know, I mean, my mom, she was, we, she was like, you didn't have a choice. It's like, wait a second. We just came in from outside. You wash your hands before you go and get a snack. Don't even touch the refrigerator handle before you wash your hands. So that was something that I passed on to my kids. I was like, okay, guys, y'all been, y'all just went out and were playing with the dog and now you're going to eat a snack, wash your hands. Um, I, I wonder if that kind of ends up being, and I would really just love to know this in general, is that something that's passed on from generation to generation? Either you're a family that washes your hands um, and tries to keep germs at bay, or you're not. I, I mean, is is that, I, I wonder, it's one of those things like, you know, some families vote, some families don't. It's kind of like, well, why do you vote? Well, my parents always voted, so I vote. Well, my parents always made me wash my hands, so I made my kids wash their hands. I wonder if that has anything to do with anything. We need a survey. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> survey. Yeah. Love well, it. I, I know. I, I was always a hand washer, but I, I have washed my hands more since COVID. I, I come in from the grocery store, and I'll go right straight to the sink and wash my hands. Yes. And then yep. continue with life. It just, it just, it's a good habit. It's just a good habit. Yeah, it is. It is. It, you know, and then and then I always do, you know, and, and I'll and I'll do this as long as they've got it available. Um, when you walk into a grocery store, when I grab that cart, I take um, uh, two, two of the hand wipes they've got and I wash and I wipe both sides. Even if the carts are already disinfected, I'm like somebody's touched it somewhere because I am in the grocery store for at least, you know, a 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes, depending on if it's my main big shopping trip for the week. Um, you know, and so I know I'm going to be touching that. If somebody was sneezing who had that cart before me, well, again, maybe that keeps me from getting the flu and I'm, I'm good with that. So we're going to go through a, a transition period because I know that I'll walk in some stores and everybody's wearing a mask and I'll walk in another and nobody's wearing a mask and there's still a wear a mask sign on the door. Right. Right. You're still going to need to, you know, have that thing hanging from your ear in case you need it when you walk in. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Until you don't, right? Who knows how long that's going to take. Right. Exactly. Well, so Dr. Good, I'll tell you, we are past at least a big phase of star testing. We'll have makeups coming up. You know, 
I mean, what are we thinking? What are we feeling out there? Do we get a feeling of apprehension or a feeling of excitement? Well, actually, we had some of the high school star store, the EOCs, the uh, end of courses came in last night. And we were very, very pleased with our scores. Um, we actually had some kids mastering, which is oh. nice to know. And so already we're getting some indications that just having the kids back, and the high schoolers didn't even come back until that later, but the teachers were very intentional. So um, we are already getting some good news. Now the, the star scores that were taken were done this uh, last week and the week before, um, those won't come in until the end of the month, first part of June. And that's just in time to let us know who has to go to summer school. Because even though fifth and eighth grade didn't have to take it three times, they still are considered SSI grades, the Student Success Initiative grades, going on to the next level. Fifth graders going on to middle school, eighth graders going on to high school. If they did not score well, they will have to go to summer school in preparation in, uh, for the, net, the following level, you know, that going to middle school or going to high school. So lots of decision-making still ahead. But, you know, remember, and, I, and I, a lot of people don't remember, that many school districts started very late. We, we started in later in August, so our school year doesn't end until June 9th. Dallas ISD doesn't end until about the 19th of June. Right. So, and then if they want to start a regular school year, they've got really just the month of July. Um, and so I don't know how they're going to do their summer school and how their teachers are going to feel about doing summer school. So right. um, we're, we do luckily have some teachers in our district who are happy to, um, to work with the kids. Uh, but there's still so many decisions, hybrid, virtual, face-to-face, -face, what to mandate, what we can't, and what parents are comfortable with. I mean, it's not over yet, folks. All this COVID decision-making is not over. And, you know, Angela was asking for prayers for the legislators will lie us for prayers for our public educators because... Yes, we need them. We still have lots of decisions to make. Uh, we, uh, you know, well, Dr. Good, thank and, and, you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and and let's just say, and JP and I'll say this a million times over: we've uh, teachers have always been our heroes. Now more than ever, it, it's the end of the year. Everybody who has a kid who's school age, get your teacher, your child's teacher, an end of school year present. Just saying. Yeah, a little gift card to a favorite restaurant or something. You got it. Thank you. You got it. Absolutely. Well, we'll see you on Hi, Sunday, Doctor Good. There you go. Now help the restaurant. There yes. You Thanks, Al. Bye bye. Thanks. Have a good one. Right, bye -bye. Thanks, Doctor Good. Gosh, well, I always say good stuff after we talk to Dr. Good. I feel like that's redundant. <laughs> Dr. Good with good stuff. Oh, that's our second with podcast. That's now, a new show for you, Dr. Now good. we have a... <laughs> Right, the good Doctor Good show. Now, do we have Marine Pilot Chuck Wright in the room? What, what is? What do you say? Hoorah! Or who? What? What? What are you answering? There you go. <laughs> good morning God, to I'm you, Chuck up. Wright. <laughs> there he is. Oh, that's our second. Our new show, Doctor Good. Now we have a, right. All right, Chuck, you're listening. Do we have Marine Pilot Chuck Wright in the room? Wait, wait. There we go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I had to turn off. I was listening to the show. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> as well as a contributor. We love it. So, Chuck, how did things go? And uh, what's up next? Uh, so, interesting you say what's up next. We're going to talk and we're going to invite all of the J.P. Cassie and the crew listeners to join the team. I put the link for the J.P. Cassie and the crew website. Uh, in the message chat box, Excellent. the Facebook chat box. So that's what's up next. Uh, real quick, I will summarize what was an insane, incredibly emotional, incredibly fun last several days. Uh, on Thursday, I had the honor of emceeing the dedication of, of the North Texas Gold Star Family Monument at uh, Frisco Commons in Frisco, where it's located. But the real thrill of that was being with 97-year-old 
last surviving Medal of Honor recipient from World War II, Herschel Woody Williams, who's just an amazing man. Incredible uh, and man. Incredible man. And you know, Chuck, real quick, you would never know. And this is the you know, obviously, I I told him, I said, basically, Chuck Wright is your PR person. I said because I feel like I know you personally just from hanging out with Chuck over the years. But when I met him, I mean, unless I knew because you had told me that he was a ninety-seven-year-old individual, I that he and he travels all the time. He makes appearances. He works the crowd. He talks to everybody. Takes pictures with everybody. Would never have believed in a million years he was 97. Uh, please let me be that no. in that good a shape at age 97. Exactly. Uh, he will probably outlive you and I. <laughs> there, you, there you go. He's still going strong. <laughs> he is. He is. He, he is just a great individual. Uh, and, and I ask people, we've got, go to my Facebook page, go to the uh, North Texas Gold Star Family Monument page, uh, there's a the Marine Corps League uh, of Collin County has put theirs up. There's a ton of pictures out there. I've got to get the, we had two professional photographers out there who haven't posted their pictures yet. Some of the pictures are just awesome. And, and, and obviously I have a bias because we spent two and a half years bringing this project to fruition and we did something. So we were the 81st monument in the nation, but we were the first one. So what we added, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't have a picture to throw up. Basically, it's a beautiful black granite monument honoring our Gold Star families. And in between two, it's four panels, and between two of them is the cutout of a, of a Marine saluting. And I say Marine because that cutout represents Woody Williams. So one of our members had the idea, and it was a father and son team, and Neither one of them wants to take credit for it. So Roy and Mark, whoever came up with that, an awesome idea. But we took the cutout and basically created a separate freestanding statue returning the salute. And in Frisco, subtle thing, but it was very important. I can't believe I even thought of this. The cutout is also lined up with the American flag at the Veterans Memorial. So it wound up being beautiful. And it's the first one of those that's ever been done. I have been told that every monument that has seen it has wanted to do it for theirs. And and Woody loved it. It was a great tribute. Um, There is a picture up there that means the world. My wife called me crying and said, did you see Myers Jackson's picture of you and Woody? And I I said, no, and I went and found it. Oh, it's amazing. I understood why she was crying. It, it, it is yeah. very, it's a beautiful picture. It's just, and there, there is so much emotion, so much uh, patriotism and so much pride in that picture. Um, and then let's talk about the golf tournament too. So that, I mean, so we had the Memorial Thursday in Frisco for the monument and then uh, well, Friday's golf tournament. Say, uh-huh. We had the golf tournament and I, uh, we didn't quite, we hadn't broken the code yet on how to play music through the speaker system. So we needed somebody at the last second and there was nobody more appropriately dressed or handled it better than our own <laughs> Lovely Kathy Ward uh, jumped up, did the Pledge of Allegiance, and there's a couple of awesome pictures of you and I. Woody Williams, Commandant Robert Neller, um, Sergeant Major Gene Overstreet, 12th Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps. Just an incredible cast of characters out there. We had a great time. The barbecue was from right here in Rudy's. It was oh, really it was good. so good. And, th- and, um, and Chuck, thank you so much. I, did, I It was such an honor. I, when you asked me to do the Pledge of Allegiance, I said, I was like, me? I was like, absolutely. But I'm like, I'm looking around at all the amazing individuals, and I'm like, are you sure you want me? And you're like, you're dressed for it. Get up there, kid, you know? <laughs> so thank you for that honor. I, and especially standing up there next to Woody Williams, I will never forget that. Never. Well, I am glad. Uh, I was so pleased that you were out there. It was such a gathering of great friends and supporting a great cause. Um, we support uh, Homeless Veteran Services of Dallas with our golf tournament, which is also the Veteran Resource Center. It, it is both. Uh, it, 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 it serves the needs of the 40-county area surrounding DFW. Uh, great organization. But you said what's next. So we talked yes. about that was last week. <laughs> let's yeah, get what's, to this week. What's this week? <laughs> and this week, and I've got some exciting news this morning. 
But for everybody who's watching, if you're on Facebook, and I'm going to have JP and Kathy put it on the website, and you know, I think I think the show goes out in about 172 different places, so I can't name them all. Uh, I've I've never heard of most of them, but that's okay. But for all of our <laughs> listeners, we've got a really simple ask. We're not asking for any money. Uh, it's an opportunity to fundraise, but you don't have to fundraise a nickel. Uh, I am part of, and we've talked about this. Carry the load. Yes. And carry the load is about restoring the true meaning of Memorial Day. And I am so pleased that you guys have created a team for Carry the Load. Uh, and it's the JP, Kathy, and the crew team. You were trying to say no, something. No, no, right no. No, no, no. You didn't. I'm just like, yay, that's good stuff because we're excited about oh, this. Yay. yay. <laughs> it's a cheerleader moment. I just don't know when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> But please, we're asking all the listeners. Fred, I know you're out there. Fred came out to the golf tournament. We had a blast getting to meet Fred. Um, all we're asking you to do is sign up and join the team. And there is no cost. Don't check the $35 T-shirt unless you just want to buy one. Um, but we're not requiring. Go to the free. You're going to be part of the Dallas March. Next Sunday, we're going to start in Dallas. And we're going to march around downtown, uh, uptown Dallas, really, not downtown, but uptown. Uh, And then we're going to hit the Kitty Trail, and we're going to march up the three miles out, three miles back. And along Kitty Trail, and I I forgot to post this, I don't want to start Facebook because the bleed over and the noise, but I will post the picture. I carry, I actually carry two classmates from TBS, uh, but one of them is Don Woolly Bear Woolett. We lost him in the bomb blast at Beirut. I love the mission of Carry the Load because it gives me an opportunity to tell Woolly Bear's story about 100 times a year. Um, our family will never let Woolly Bear go. And the one thing that we'll talk, I want to say real quick, there's nothing wrong with family barbecues. There's nothing wrong with car sales. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But Memorial Day is about remembering those who gave their last full measure of devotion to their nation. And they say that every man dies two deaths. The day he takes his last last breath of air and the day the last person says their name out loud. So that's one of my commitments is that our veterans are not forgotten. Don't look at me. I was trying to be all excited and uplifting after the rest of the show. And here I am getting emotional on everybody. But it, 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 is, is, emotional. it is very important. It, it's emotional. And I, I appreciate so much you guys starting a team, um, you know, pushing this out. I finally humiliated Kathy at the golf tournament. She finally <laughs> signed up. Literally after sitting there eating barbecue now, with you. <laughs> <laughs> I am persistent. I love it. <laughs> I am very persistent. So, yeah, uh-huh. no, it, it's awesome. It, it's a fun event. But but here's the thing, because I know that you've got listeners not only nationally but internationally. You don't have to come march. You don't have to do anything. Just sign up. Just be part of what we're doing. And just on Memorial Day, take a couple minutes. And you know what? If you if you haven't lost anybody, and I know about half of your listeners have, about half of them haven't. Right. You feel free to borrow mine. Or if you come out to Rivershawn Park, you will literally see thousands of stories, like the one that I'll post on the Facebook uh, uh, feed in just a second. Um, and there are thousands of them. And Michelle and I will do that, and we'll walk, and we'll go, and every 10th one we'll try to read. And our logic is, is in the next 10 years, we're going to try to read every one of these stories. Wow. Mm. Mm. Very cool. I love that. Well, Chuck, well, God Chuck, bless you for everything for, you do. Right. Thank you for all you do. But don't forget Kilroy's conversation on Saturday morning. We're going to have a lot of fun. Lots of new stories to share. It Always has been, fun. Uh, it has been fun. Yeah. Cool. Thank you well, guys Chuck, so thank much. You. Thank you. Man, thanks for all you do. 
Good stuff. Yeah, that what a, what a great all Thursday right. and Friday, and then moving into carry the load, just all kinds of good stuff to help support veterans. And um, you know, these are the people, JP, who some have paid the ultimate sacrifice, and we just we can't forget them. They're they're the reason we have the freedom to do what we want on this show and have a good time and party and rock and roll and whatnot. Right, Spaceman? So, talking about partying and rocking and rolling and whatnot. We're running out of time. Um, I went and did my part. I went on the GoFundMe page Yay. and donated to CJ for a cause. Go to Berkeley, not the one on the West Coast. And uh, so hopefully he makes his, his, uh, his goal. And so I'm going to ask everybody on my Facebook page to just donate $1 to CJ's GoFundMe account help him get out to music camp um, and have an experience of a lifetime. If everybody did that, CJ would make his goal and he'd be able to go. Oh, absolutely. $1. Yep. $1 will help CJ get to camp. Yes. So you can go on to his GoFundMe page. It's on my page. You can find it there and go fund me. Well, and, th- and thank you for that, JP. And I really do appreciate what we've, what we've done is, um, you know, obviously, Family and friends have pushed it out, including JP, um, onto their social media. But what CJ's been doing, you know, when he came to us and, you know, said, I'd like to do this, first of all, would y'all, you know, approve me going to Boston to Berkeley College of Music for this five-week program? And, you know, absolutely, you know, grades are great. Uh, good kid, you know, like I said, uh, he's 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 my rule follower. Um, he loves music. It's his life. It's what he wants to do professionally. So, uh, absolutely. Um, but what we've been doing is he's been calling family close family friends like jp and doing fundraising phone calls because we said we would love for you to go it's almost nine thousand dollars how are you going to raise the money and so he hopped on uh he's he said well what about crowdfunding and let me look into that and did a gofundme page and has been putting in time um has oh gosh probably at this time spent um Oh, I don't even know how many hours over the last um, since last Friday on the phone talking to people, you know, explaining his dream and his passion. Um, I do I do have to say um, it's so funny. So um, JP, who CJ obviously has known since he was a baby, um, CJ is talking to JP and JP gave some of the same hints and tips when it comes to fundraising that I gave. It's funny how he gets off the phone with JP and he's like. You know, that's a really good idea JP had. And, you know, he made a really good point about, um, you know, this push and about this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting there going, Biden, my time. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, I told you he would have some great ideas. And I said, you know, and what a generous donation. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I said, that's really good. He goes, yeah, I hadn't, hadn't really thought of it that way. So CJ goes back to his room. He's, he's, partying, rock and roll, and whatever. I go into the other end of the house and call JP and I go, huh. So, just to let the record show, these three things or five things or however many things that CJ took away from that conversation they thought were such a great idea, I said, how come when you said it to him, he listened and I had said the same thing and it was like a blank stare? And it just happened you know, that way. It's like, okay, JP gets way more street cred than me. It's just funny. Oh. Uh, no kid listens to their parent, but they listen to the next Go figure. Yeah, no, it's just it just cracks me up. I was just laughing. I was like, okay, why did I know that would happen? You know. So we do appreciate everybody with um, some commitments from you know he's even given up um, uh, the money that his dad and stepdad and I were going to give him for a clunker of a car this summer to get from point A to point B with work and everything. Um, he said, you know, instead, if y'all would donate that money, then I will buy my own car, you know, used car to get around. And then, um, you know, has, has talked to grandparents and, you know, aunts and uncles and said, Hey, if you donate, this is my birthday money, my Christmas money and graduation money. I won't expect anything from you. I will consider this your gifts for the rest of my life. So, you know, I respect the fact that he is really, he, he, he loves this. He's really determined to make it happen. Right now with JP's um, donation, he is just under $2,000 towards his goal. So, um, so we're really hoping and praying he gets there and would love it if the uh, crew would help us out. All right. And with that, I'm sure Nathaniel's got the music rolling. 
as we have rolled upon nine o'clock. What a busy Wednesday. Uh, tune in for Friday as we have more fun kicking it around. Yeah, we do. We've got a couple of, we've got a, a, a Forever Miss Texas on. Um, I believe it's Forever Miss Texas. I need to go check with Susan Shuler. And then um, we've got a, a, a gentleman, Brad, a friend of mine in JP's, um, who is a young uh, business owner of multiple businesses, going to be talking small businesses in the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the pandemic and what's happened there. And then I've got an announcement about uh, Kira because we're going to be looking for some votes for her as she is a finalist in the Miss Texas pet photo competition. So, yes, so as if this little 16-pound dog could not be more spoiled or less disciplined, it is happening in my household. <laughs> Love you, JP. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good luck with that. Y'all have a good one. Everybody be good.